Salutations, everybody. This is John Kyle Law coming to you today with episode 12 of the Dark Matter Myth Podcast. This one here, the revolution will not be televised. Thanks for tuning in. This week I was fortunate enough to celebrate another revolution. Another revolution around our star. Typically we have a word for those, but um, you know, I look at that and naturally I have to take a step back, you know, when I think about all the revolutions we all have taken together on this little bubble we live on. And uh, you know, you give the bubble enough revolutions and enough energy and it starts to produce, starts to produce life and creativity. It starts to produce philosophy and education. It starts to produce mathematics. It starts to produce industry. It starts to produce delusion and mass confusion. It starts to produce everything you've ever hated and everything you've ever loved. Among these revolutions we've been doing together all this time, you know, it starts to produce cars and television. It starts to produce some of your favorite people, right? And you give it enough time, enough energy, and enough revolutions, it starts to produce episode 12 of the Dark Matter Myth Podcast. And that idea is not conducive to just my shit, but... It's applicable to everything you've ever known and everything you've ever loved. You know, personally, when I think of revolutions, I envision a baby spinning himself around in a circle over and over, over and over, over and over, getting his first high. And the baby would spin minutes at a time and eventually overdo himself, flop down and, you know, stagger himself back to his feet enthusiastically and go again. You know, this is what I envision in a revolution. But a revolution is so much more. Not only are they inclusive of grand uprisings and major shifts of thinking, but they are also invisible and unnoticeable to the human experience. You know, I would like to take a look at the microscopic level, but the microscopic level might be a little too big for what I'm talking about, you know. We have to take a look at the atom, and what we know about the atom is Atoms are forged in the heart of stars. And amongst the most common atoms we have in our solar system and in our universe are carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen. And all of these atoms are present in the human body, right? So everything that's inside of you was once created in the heart of a star somewhere. And, you know, if, if we take an estimate 
towards how many atoms are in the human body. You know, some people like to go billions, and nah, billions is, is too small. Some people want to go trillions, trillions is too small. And if we want to make an estimate towards how many atoms are in the human body, there's a number called octillion. And there are about seven octillion atoms in the human body, right? So you are more than what you know. And when we take a look at the number octillion, that's 27 zeros, right? 27 zeros, seven octillion. Man, that number is so big, man. I, I couldn't imagine. Like, it, it, it precedes my thinking capacity, without a doubt. Just to give you an example of how big this number is, you know, we could take a look at a trillion, which is a whole lot smaller than an octillion, right? And if you wanted to count to a trillion, and you know, you do one, one number counted for each second, it'll still take you, uh, 31,689 years to count to a trillion, right? But nonetheless, you have seven octillion atoms in your body. And these atoms are held together by bonds and these bonds are predicated by a revolution around its neutron. And amongst the revolution are electrons and protons and these things are everything that holds you together and they're constantly in a state of revolution even when you die you know those atoms are still functional and they're forever revolving so as the vehicles we ride you know the vehicles we drive this body as this thing is always fundamentally in a state of revolution shouldn't we shouldn't we as the beings that drive this body separating body from soul right shouldn't we always be in a state of revolution you know once you do enough cycles, right? You do enough repetitions of something. You do enough revolutions on something. Eventually, your revolution turns to evolution. And fundamentally, if we're not here for evolution, we're here to pull everything back into a state of recessiveness. And we have the option to choose and in my opinion it's best to choose the option of evolution now i do understand that there is a place for taking a step back and nose diving into a pit and those things are going to happen but those things only happen in my opinion to help us get to a more perfect evolution in the long run. You know, in the process of evolution, 
sometimes our revolutions become a bit turbulent. Oftentimes they are filled with anxiety, uncomfortability, and confusion. And I like to think of it like it's almost as if human civilization is going through a time of puberty. One thing that's obvious is that while we're not completely underdeveloped, it's more than obvious that we're also not fully grown. You know, I know we're not fully grown because if we were, things like human trafficking, slavery, child sexual predators, and tend to overlook our elders wouldn't be as pervasive as they are now. You know, in 2018, the Global Slavery Index estimated that about 40 million people were currently caught in modern-day slavery, and uh, 71% of those were females, and one in four 25% of these 40 million people were children. And these are not the symptoms of a people who are fully developed and cognitive toward what they're doing. And what we're doing is we're reacting, not revolving. You know, a recoil is much different than a revolution. And when I think of revolutions in thinking, in modern day thinking, I think of 1969, the Mr. Rogers show. And it was one show where Mr. Rogers brought the mailman over. And the mailman went by the name of Mr. Clemens. And this was still during the civil rights era. And Mr. Rogers, invited the mailman over, who was a black man, Mr. Rogers being a white man. Together they put their feet in a little pool and they both washed their feet together. You know, when I think of this gesture, I think of Jesus in the book of John in the Bible. It was chapter 13, verses two through 17. Jesus instructed his disciples to wash the feet of people they come across in their daily lives. And you would see this gesture pushed by people in uh, religious power. You know, it may have been genuine, it may have not have been, but you know, I've seen the Pope do it to poor people, and I've seen Mother Teresa do it. Nonetheless, Mr. Rogers, was doing his work together uh, in a society that was highly volatile and self-destructive at the time when blacks weren't on equal footing with their white counterparts. And it did a lot of things. It made people uncomfortable and vulnerable. It upset the power dynamic. But um. 
the greatest thing it did do was give humanity to someone who was much deserving of it. Naturally, gestures like this, while they weren't banned from TV and banned from media, they definitely weren't on the forefront of the media. The reason for this is that division and calamity are much more advantageous tools when it comes to selling the ratings in media. Think about how many times you've ever seen a street fight. And in a street fight, there's not too many people to help, but nowadays everybody whips out their phone and wants to save a slice for their further entertainment. Ultimately, from the state of being, we're going to need solutions. Solutions will only come through a revolution of mindset. And this revolution of mindset will not come through your television. It won't come through your radios. It won't come through a church. And it won't come by donating money to some political figurehead. Ultimately, the solution revolution and the ultimate goal of evolution will have to come through you it'll have to come through your interactions with people the sacrifices you make for people it'll have to come through your amount of self-respect and ultimately your amount of self-love it all begins with you it all ends with you. I say this because we are creators of our own reality. Everything that we see and everything that we experience are just mere interpretations of our imagination. And to further that, everything we don't see Everything we don't experience are also interpretations of our imagination. So considering that, and in a very real way, this podcast that you're listening to right now is a product of your imagination. How could it not be if your imagination brought you here to listen to it? Likewise, while we are always influencing, if we knew it or not, our imaginations are being influenced by forces that we have yet to really recognize. Oftentimes we think of our news and our media and our television program and our music as Something that's either there to entertain us or to make us angry. But ultimately, it's there to shape our realities. And one one attitude toward reality that's really being pushed forward is an attitude that is influencing us to believe that we're moving backwards. And that's so far from the truth. You know, you're here 
hear a lot of things like, oh, what happened? Oh, we're going downhill from here. And what's really happening is that the big money, the powers that be, the billionaire behind these corporations want you to believe that we're moving backwards because it serves them. I'm here to tell you that we are not moving backwards, people. We're moving forward. You know, there's always going to be a segment of the population that that believes that we shouldn't be looking forward, but we should be reaching backward to something that was nostalgic. And reaching backward only gets us stagnated progress. While it's admirable to look backward and reminisce while we're facing backward, we need to keep that momentum going and make a complete revolution and move forward. To clarify, forward isn't your next hit. Forward isn't swiping right or liking a picture on your social media. Forward is taking a big, deep, difficult dive into yourself and understanding who you are. And it is my firm belief that who we all are as individuals, just small, unblemished children, happily spinning around in circles. Sometimes falling down, but eager and impatient to get back up, to spin ourselves around and experience a few more revolutions of pure joy. So once again, this is John Law signing off, coming to you today with episode 12, the Dark Matter Myth Podcast. The store will be back up soon. I've got a couple of products in that store that you may appreciate. Um, you know, we're just moving forward. Sometimes we stumble, but eventually we get back up and we keep it moving. We keep it revolving with the goal of ultimately evolving. I want to thank you today for coming out and listening to me. You know, the podcast is growing. It's uh, been experienced by people all over the world and all continents except for Antarctica, but uh, we're moving along. And uh, I want to thank you once again. So finally signing off. As a reminder, this revolution will not be televised. Peace and much love.